0: In the name of Jesus, amen. A hundred years ago, Robert Frost wrote a poem titled, A Time to Talk. I'm going to share it with you because I think it has a lot to say to us about prayer and our focus of prioritizing prayer. So to set the scene for the poem, you need to imagine a hundred years ago, a farmer working out in his fields and he's he's tilling up the soil with his hoe and chopping the weeds and loosening the ground and he hears a friend a friend's voice come to him from the road when a friend calls to me from the road and slows his horse to a meaning walk i don't look around on all the hills I haven't hoed and shout from where I am. What is it? (laughs) No, not as there is a time to talk. I thrust my hoe into the mellow ground, blade end up and three feet tall and plod. I go up to the stone wall for a friendly visit. The poem's about the importance and the priority of relationships. Relationships that are deepened and strengthened through talking, through conversation. And that's all prayer is for us, the followers of Jesus. It's a time to talk to our Father in the name of Jesus with the goal of deepening our relationship with Him. And that's a definition of prayer that I'd like to talk through with you this morning. Uh, Prayer is a time to talk with the Father for the purpose of deepening our relationship with Him. Now, prayer, it's it's a common human activity, right? All sorts of people pray. It's not just us, the followers of Jesus. Jewish people pray, Muslim people pray, Hindus and Buddhists and Jainists and animists, all those people, they pray, right? And atheists pray. Atheists pray. I read a survey that 30% of self-identified atheists report that they pray. (laughs) As the saying goes, there's no no atheists in a foxhole. Prayer is is the most natural human thing. We we pray. Everybody prays, sometimes, sometimes. But not all prayer is alike. And Jesus' way of praying is different. Jesus' way of praying is unique. And that's what we want to learn about as His followers. Jesus prays in a unique way because Jesus has a unique relationship with God, the Father. He is His eternal Son. So when Jesus prays, it's not to, it's not to try to convince God to become His Father. He's already His Father. When Jesus prays, it's not to try to get on God's good side. He's already on God's good side. He's His beloved Son. And when, when you and I pray through faith in Jesus, because of our baptism into His death and His resurrection and the, and the giving of His Spirit, we pray in the same way. Prayer is just a time to talk. To talk with our Father. I want you to listen to that gospel reading again that we heard. Uh, If you have your bulletin, just keep it closed. Just keep it closed for a moment. And pretend like we're on the mount and we're the followers of Jesus and and He's teaching us how to pray. I just want you to listen to it again. Uh, I I learned it by heart in a little bit different translation. So listen to this one and you'll have it there in your bulletin as a reference or in your Bible later. So Jesus says, When you are praying, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to stand in the synagogues and on the street corners praying to be seen by other people. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your storeroom into your closet, and after you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father, your Father who sees what is done in secret, He will reward you. And when you're praying, do not babble on and on and on like the pagan nations do, because they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Because your Father, before you ask it, He knows what you need. So you pray like this Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your name be kept holy. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done as in heaven, so also on earth. Give us this day our bread that we have coming from you and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven those indebted to us and lead us. Not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus continued saying, For if you forgive those who sin against you, your Father in heaven will forgive you your sins. But if you do not forgive those who sin against you, your Father will not forgive you. Jesus teaches us that prayer is a time to talk with God. It's like a conversation. We we hear from God in the Scriptures, in His Word, by His promises to us in baptism, in the Lord's Supper, in our conversation with each other, pronouncing forgiveness. That's how we hear from God, and prayer is a time to respond to God with words, to talk to Him. So, by comparing prayer to conversation, we've already differentiated the way of praying of of the followers of Jesus from other ways of praying. So, let's talk through that a little bit. Prayer is a time to talk. It's not just thought. You know, sometimes that's how people talk about prayer. It's just, I need to be alone and with my thoughts. That's not how Jesus teaches us to pray. Pray Prayer isn't just thought, it's talk. Talk. And it's talk with. It's not talk at. You know, talking at, that's like, that's like magic spells. You know, you got your wand and you say, "Akio," and you, you make something happen with your, with your incantation, with your spells. That's not what Jesus is talking about. That's not his way of praying. It's not dropping nickels in a cosmic slot machine hoping that you're going to get a, a payout sometime. That's not talking with. That's talking at. And that's not how we pray. And prayer is, it's not talking in front of. Imagine we were, we were in high school together, and uh, we're out, we're in the hallway, and, and, uh, and we're, we're talking together, and then I see somebody walk down the hall that I really want to impress. And so I, I change the way I'm talking because I want to impress the person who's walking by. So I'm no longer talking with you, I'm talking in front of you to impress this other person. You know, that's not how we pray. We're not making a speech to impress other people. We're talking with talking with our Father. What makes a good conversation? One of the, the foremost experts in human relations says it this way, He's, he says that, that the best conversations that you and I have are when, when you are genuinely interested in the other person, right? That's, those are the best conversations that you've had. You've had a conversation when somebody's talking with you and they're not interested in, in you, they're not interested in what you have to say, they're just interested in what they have to say. You've had a conversation like that, right? Right? They just want to hear themselves talk. But the the best conversations that you've had are when you are genuinely interested in what the other person has to say. And they are genuinely interested in what you have to say. This makes God the, the perfect conversation partner because He is interested in what you have to say. He wants to hear what's on your heart. I have no idea why. (laughs) I don't know why the creator of the universe is interested in what what I have to say. I don't know why he's interested in what you have to say. One of the poets in the Bible expressed it this way. He said, what is man, what is humankind that you are mindful of him? What what is a human being that you are interested in Him? It's the most profound mystery of our faith that the Creator of the universe is interested in what we have to say, in what's on our hearts. And I don't know why, but I believe with all my heart that He is. Because he has signed and sealed that promise with his own blood. Jesus died so that we would know that God is interested in what we have to say. And he rose so that we can have this relationship with him. That's half of the conversation. And then there's our half. So we know that God is interested in in us and what we have to say, and then the other half, our half, is being interested in Him. What's on God's heart? What keeps God up at night, so to speak? Did you hear it in the, in the prayer that Jesus taught us? What's on God's heart? Earth. Earth is on God's heart the first three petitions, the first three requests of that prayer are all about earth. Earth is the troubled spot in God's creation. Everything's going well in heaven. But earth is the place where things are in trouble. Earth is the place where people don't know God's name. They don't honor God's name as fully as they should. Earth is the place where God's kingdom has not yet fully come. Earth is the place where God's will is not yet being fully done. Earth is on God's heart. A friend of mine, he's a a father of four, he said that, I'm only as happy as my most troubled child. I mean, you know what that's like. If If you're a father or you're a mother, you're only as happy as your most troubled child. Earth is on God's heart. The people of God, the children of God on earth are on His heart. And Jesus gives us these words so that we can have a a window into what what breaks the heart of God, what moves the heart of God. It's, It's you and I and all the earth that we might know Him. We pray this prayer to express our interest in what interests God. And that's, that's why Jesus adds this last part on to the Lord's Prayer. And I'm glad we included it in the Scripture reading, that it's, uh, it's kind of like, what do you do with that? You know, this thing about forgiveness, and uh, if you don't forgive, then He's not going to forgive you. Well, it's about relationships. That's all forgiveness is. It's just, it's just a pathway to a relationship. And so if you and I refuse to forgive another human being, what are are we saying? We're saying that we're not open to a relationship with them. And if you're not open to a relationship with someone that your father loves, someone that your father sent his son to die for, then you also close yourself off from a a relationship with, with him. And so there is no forgiveness in that situation, at least as long as it persists. For, that's, that's fictitious forgiveness. Forgiveness without a relationship is just indifference. And, and your father, my father, he cares too much about relationships to be indifferent toward his children. So, prayer. It's just a time to talk. Talk with God deepen the relationship that we have with Him. Let me, let me address a couple questions that you might have as we think through this definition of prayer. Uh, first question, what about when prayer doesn't work? You ever had that? You're praying that something would work out in a certain way and it doesn't Raise your hand if you've ever experienced <laughs> that. Praying that something would work out in a certain way and it doesn't. Good. I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. Now, if we just kind of step back and think about it logically, it makes sense, right? If, if, if an infinitely wise and loving being would invite foolish and fallible and sinful beings to bring requests to Him. That's all prayer, this, this sort of prayer is. It's just requests. It's not, it's not magical spells. It's just requests. So if an if a infinitely wise person invited these requests from fallible and foolish persons, then yeah, some of the requests He'll grant, some of the requests He'll deny, some of the requests He'll delay. That makes sense. But it's really hard when you're in that situation and things aren't working out the way you, you pray that they would. Right? It's hard. It, it, it could make sense logically, but it still is hard. Just in this last week, I've been praying for something to work out. And I, won't, I won't give you all the details, but I'll tell you that it's, it's really on my heart. And it breaks my heart to think that it's not going to work out the way I'm praying that it's going to work out. But it doesn't look like it's going to work out that way. <laughs> and it hurts. And I'm a little afraid of how it, how it might turn out. And I'm praying and I'm praying and it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out that way. You've been there, right? Yeah. Jesus was too. Don't forget that. Jesus was too. At the crucial moment in his life and in his ministry, you remember this scene? The night before he's betrayed, the night before he's crucified, he falls on his face and Three times he pleads, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup from me. Take this suffering from me. But not what I want, what you want. Not my will, your will be done. Jesus prayed that prayer. And it wasn't just a show. This is another mystery. The, The Son of God, who is fully God and fully man, according to his human nature, he prays and he doesn't get what he's asking for. Just like you, just like me. You don't go through this alone. And on the other side of that, God came through for him. And now he lives and he's going to talk you through those situations. He's going to walk you through them and, and carry you. Second question. If God's going to do what God's going to do anyway, then why pray at all? You've heard that question before. Why, why even pray? Well, I want to try to answer that question with one more poem from Robert Frost it's it's a poem called The Pasture and again to set the scene for the poem you got to imagine a farm and I hear the father of the of the farm speaking and he's speaking to to his child the father says to to the child I'm going out to clear the pasture spring I'll only stop to rake the leaves away and wait to watch the water clear. I may. Shouldn't be gone long. You come too. I'm going out to f- fetch the little calf, the one standing by the mother. It's so small, it totters when she licks it with her tongue. I shouldn't be gone long. You come to. I shared that poem with my 11-year-old son this week. Jude is his name. He said, I really like the way he says, you come to. He's, he's kind of telling him what to do, but he's also inviting Why do we pray? Because God tells us to. But He doesn't just tell us. He's inviting us. He's he's inviting us to come along. Prayer is just part of the adventure that we get to have when we, we follow wherever the Father leads. We get to work with Him. We get to see what's interesting to Him to see how He works. And sometimes we just stop working. We just close the door and enjoy a time to talk. Amen? Amen.